My God, I wish I just had about a hundred people that knew the word of the Lord, uh, that the kingdom of heaven uh, suffereth violence, uh, and the violent uh, take it uh, by uh, force. Uh, if you're going to have everything uh, that God designed for you to have, uh, you've got to be ready uh, to pick up a sword uh, and let hell know uh, I came to get every promise. Uh, I came to get every blessing. Uh, I came to take authority. Uh, I came to take uh, dominion. My God, I just need somebody with a little push in your spirit this morning. Uh, a little pushback praise. Uh, come on, somebody ought to take about 30 seconds uh, and just push back uh, on the forces of darkness. Uh, push back uh, on the voices of hell. Uh, push back uh, on yeah. hallelujah clap your hands and give God a great praise this morning oh yeah high five somebody on the way to your seat tell them I'm getting it back I'm getting it back My God, this is the first Sunday of the new year. Anybody excited about what God is already doing? Hallelujah. Anybody looking forward to this year? Come on, I said anybody looking forward to this year? How many of you understand you've got to protect the information that comes to you? How many of you understand you got to guard your hearing and your ears because not every voice in the world is a voice of truth? I just need a Holy Ghost church in the house. How many of you understand uh, that what's a fact isn't always the truth? You got to make it up in your mind if you're going to be everything God called you to be this year. You better tune out the voices of CNN, ABC, NBC, CSNBC. Are you down with OBP? And you got to get the word of G-O-D, the B-I-B-L-E, and make up in your mind, I'm going to believe the report of the Lord. I'm going to believe the word of the Lord. So a thousand shall fall at thy side and 10,000 at thy right hand. It shall not come nigh. I just need a witness in the building this morning. You got to make up in your mind what voices. You got to learn to tell some boy, talk to the palm. Jesus is the bomb. If it don't line up with the word of the Lord, I got, my ears ain't got room to hear it. Amen. You can be seated for just a moment. I want to say a great big welcome again to all of our guests and our visitors that are in the house of the Lord this morning. Would you help me one more time? Put your hands together and give God a great big thank you for them. Come on, we can do better than that. We're so grateful to have you in the house of the Lord today. If you're here for the very first time this morning, 
you should have received a VIP invitation card. And that is simply an invitation for you to join us in a special room that we have prepared right after the service with some light refreshments. And we've got a small gift we'd like to give you just as a token of our appreciation that you're in the house of the Lord with us today. Amen. We have a little saying around here that you're only a guest for the first five minutes that you come through the door. After that, you're just at home. Amen, somebody? Would you just turn and tell somebody, welcome home? Come on, tell somebody, welcome home, welcome home. Amen. If you're here and you did not receive one of those cards, if you just slip your hand in there, we'll make sure to get one of those to you. And uh, we're just honored that you're in the house of the Lord today. I want to also give a great big welcome this morning. I finally had the chance to uh, formally get to meet them. Uh, but I want to give a great big welcome to Sister Natoya and Brother Ricardo that are with us here. They've been coming now for the past few weeks. And uh, they have or are in the process of uh, moving here uh, for work and, and transition due to employment. And uh, so they are, they are here. And we're so grateful that they're here. Would you help me one more time give them a great big welcome all the way from Tampa? Amen. They are coming from a great house there, um, Bishop Davies and Pastor Collins. And uh, we're just grateful that they're at the Rock Church. Amen. <laughs> What a wonderful presence of the Lord is with us today. And uh, I feel God wanting to do something great in this house this morning. Did anybody come just expecting something great from God today? Stand with me all over the house if you would. I want to hasten to the word of the Lord today. The book of John chapter 20 is where you will find my assignment uh, this morning. The book of John chapter Number 20. I just feel like singing. I asked him what he was playing. Someone asked the question Why do we sing when we lift our hands to Jesus? What do we really mean? Someone may be wondering when we sing our song. At times we may be crying and nothing's even wrong. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I sing because I'm happy. Woo. I sing because I'm free. His eye is on the sparrow. That's the reason why I sing. Then they would say, glory, hallelujah. Woo. I give my praises to you. Glory, hallelujah. You're the reason why I sing. Oh, 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 oh. Back to the floor of the fire. You're the reason why I sing. Mm -hmm. 
You're the reason why I sing. Woo. John chapter 20. I want to begin reading at verse number 24. <clears throat> it says, but Thomas, one of the 12 called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, Except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and thrust my hand into his side. I will not believe. And after eight days again, his disciples were within and Thomas with them. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace! Be unto you. Then saith he to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands, and reach hither thy hand, and thrust it into my side, and be not faithless, but believing. And Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God, except I shall, except. And for a few moments this morning, I simply want to preach about the God of your exception. The God of your exception. One more time, would you put your Bibles down and give the Lord a hand clap of praise all across this house this morning. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, I feel his presence here right now. Glory, glory, glory. You may be seated this morning. Book of John, chapter number 20, places us right into the middle of an upheaval in the ministry of the disciples. It places us directly into the aftermath of the crucifixion. And we find the disciples in a place immediately after seeing with their own eyes the death of their master. These were not just common followers of Jesus. These were not just part of the crowd that assembled 
for the fishes and the loaves. These were not people who just conveniently found opportunities by which to experience the miraculous hand of God. But these men were the disciples. That word disciples is an indicator to us of the depth of the commitment they had to him. For the word disciples is where we derive the word discipline from. They did not just attend Bible studies with Jesus. They did not just go to prayer meetings with Jesus. They did not just participate uh, in healing crusades with Jesus, but these men lived every day of their life uh, under the discipline uh, of the lifestyle that he began to teach them. You must understand that these men had forsaken everything in order to follow Jesus. These were men that left behind businesses and entrepreneurial pursuits uh, and their own ambitions and goals. Uh, they set everything aside, sold what they had uh, in order to follow uh, this man. They were fully vested uh, in the ministry uh, of Jesus. Uh, they had staked everything uh, that they owned uh, and their future uh, on the idea uh, that this man uh, was the Messiah. And as they began to follow after him, somewhere there was a slight uh, misunderstanding or lack uh, of revelation up to this point uh, concerning uh, the realities of the kingdom of God. As they kept looking for him to establish an earthly kingdom. As a matter of fact, later in the book of Acts, they would again ask him, Lord, will thou again at this time restore unto Israel the kingdom of God? They did not quite understand yet that the kingdom of God was not going to be in a kingdom established on this earth, but that it would be a kingdom established by the Holy Ghost in all of the earth. They lived with him. Where he slept, they slept. When he ate, they ate. When he was in trouble, they were in trouble. Wherever Jesus was, they had given their life to pursue this man. They had been eyewitnesses and watched him as he healed blinded eyes. They were eyewitnesses and watched as he healed the lame. They were eyewitnesses and they watched when he called Lazarus from a tomb. They were eyewitnesses and watched when Jesus stopped the funeral procession and he raises a boy out of a casket and gives him back a brand new life. These 
were not casual followers. These were people who had given everything to follow after Jesus. But now they had watched him take his last breath. They were confused. We find them here in John chapter 20, perplexed and discouraged and without understanding about what to do. They did not know how to handle what was taking place. In one moment, they came for Jesus in the garden and Peter pulls out a sword and cuts off the ear of Malchus, the servant of the high priest. And then in one place, the Bible said uh, that all of the disciples fled. They were discouraged. What are we going to do? We don't understand uh, what is happening. Uh, why is it uh, that we watched him do all uh, of these miracles? Uh, and how is it uh, that he hung on a cross uh, and could not defend himself? Uh, how is it that we watched him uh, do everything if he's really the Messiah? Uh, and if he's really God uh, manifest in flesh, uh, then tell me why uh, did he hang? on a cross and allow them to take his life. Am I preaching to anybody that knows what it's like to sometimes ask questions and say, Lord, I know you can heal, but why did you leave them sick? Lord, I know you could have prevented this from happening, but why did you let it get this? Am I just preaching to myself this morning? Lord, I know your word says it, and I've seen you do it uh, but God why uh, did you let this trouble get this far uh, why did you let the situation they're discouraged because everything they had staked their life on was now hanging on a cross and they heard him draw his last breath it is finished. What does that mean? It's finished. Did we live our life for this? Is this what we gave everything up for? Is this what I left my job and, and made all the Is this what we got signed up for? I didn't sign up for all of this. I, I didn't know this is what was going to. You understand me this morning. They were discouraged. They were perplexed. They, they, were, they were in a place of darkness and loneliness, wondering what was going They all had fled. When you begin to read in John and Luke, the Bible said that they had went into a room and they had shut and locked the door as they crouched in fear for their future. Why were they afraid? Because they killed Jesus 
And Jesus told them that you're going to be hated for my name's sake. And he said, if the master has to suffer, then how does the servant feel that they can escape? So they understood that if they came for Jesus, they're probably coming for us next. What do we do? Why do you think Peter stood at the fire and said, I don't know him. I don't know him because they were afraid of what was going to happen. I may not be preaching to everybody in this place, but I'm preaching to some people that have sat on a pew before and said, is this all it's about? Did I do everything I've done to get to this place? And this is the end of the story. While they are huddled in that room, John chapter 20 opens up with Mary Magdalene stepping to an empty tomb. And when she sees that the tomb is empty, she begins to run to where the disciples are at. And I can just see it in my mind's eye uh, as she's banging on the door. Uh, and they come and look through the people. Uh, it's Mary. Uh, what's she doing here? Uh, and, they, and they make sure nobody's around. Uh, and they let Mary in. Uh, and Mary tells them, uh, hey, uh, hey, the tomb uh, is empty. Uh, Jesus isn't there. Uh, uh, do you all remember what he said? Uh, there's an empty tomb. Uh, I just came from there. Uh, well, what are you talking about Mary, I'm telling you, Jesus is not Then Before she could finish, the Bible said that Peter and John began to run. I can see them push her out of the way as they begin to run to where the tomb was. And the Bible said that John the Beloved outruns Peter. There's something about John who said, I got to get there. But when he gets to the tomb... The Bible says that he does not go in. But he stoops and he looks and he sees some clothes, grave clothes. But all of a sudden, Peter shows up. But when Peter gets there, Peter steps in to the tomb. And he not only sees the clothes, but he sees a folded napkin. And the Bible said that at that time, that then John, who had already looked in the tomb, but yet had not yet believed, because it wasn't until he stepped into the tomb, he had already saw the grave clothes but he didn't see the folded napkin and when he stepped into the tomb the Bible said and he saw it then Peter also believed I don't have time to preach about the significance of the napkin but can I tell you that you can't have a testimony without having your own experience you've got to see it for yourself I appreciate your testimony but I'm looking for my own experience. Uh, I appreciate what God did for you. Uh, hear me, somebody. Uh, it's not enough uh, just to share somebody else's uh, testimony. Uh, there's nothing like somebody uh, that sees it uh, for themselves. Uh, I saw it myself. Uh, can I just preach for a few moments? Uh, you came too late uh, to tell me that God uh, can't put families back together. Uh, 
I've experienced it for myself. You came too late to tell me God can't deliver a drug addict. I've experienced it myself. You came too late to tell me that God can't pick you up out of the street. Why? I experienced it. I just need about a hundred people in the building that can testify. I've seen it for myself. I've already been to the water. And I've already been. Tell your neighbor, you got to see it for yourself. Somewhere in your walk with God, you can't live off of everybody else's testimony. Somewhere in your walk with God, you're going to have to lay eyes on it. Somewhere in your walk with God, you're going to have to get the revelation. Because there's nothing like seeing it for yourself. And they step in. When they see this, they get so excited, they run back to where the other disciples are. And they begin to tell them, oh, you're not going to believe this. But we went to the tomb, and it's true. Mary told us the truth. He's not there. He's risen just like he said he would. He's risen just like he told us. It's not a lie. It's the truth. Come on, we got something to celebrate. And as if that wasn't enough, Right while they are celebrating the news, Bible said that with the door shut and the door locked, Jesus shows up. I'd like to preach for just a moment about when Jesus shows up. I'm glad I serve a God that knows how to show I'm glad I serve a God that knows how to show up. And when he shows up, no wall can keep him out. No door can shut him out. When God shows up, sickness has to leave. When God shows up, fear has to run. When God shows up, demons begin to tremble. When God shows up, the waves have to obey. When God shows up, the demons have to leave into a herd of swine. When God shows up, the dead are raised. When God shows up, I thank God that he shows up, but not only does God show up, he's here today. I feel him in the room right now. He didn't just show up for them, but he showed up for us. I wonder if there's anybody in the building that understands the potential of the moment we're in right now. I wonder if there's anybody that understands 
He's here. I said he's here. And when he shows up, your family can be delivered. When he shows up, there's answers for your questions. And when he shows up, there's deliverance for your bondage. And when he shows up, he didn't just come for any reason. He came for you. showed up here I am the devil thought he had me but the Bible said that if the princes of this world would have known that they would never have crucified the Lord of glory Satan and all of hell thought that when he took his last breath that victory had been won but I can just see the look on demons faces when he appeared into the earth realm and said I'm here I'm still here Can you imagine the elation of the disciples in this very moment when they thought all hope had been lost? In this very moment when they thought their future was ruined, all of a sudden there he is. My God, he came just in the nick of time. Right when I thought I was out of time. Right when I thought they were going to kill us. Right when I thought all hope was gone. He showed up. I just need a few people in the building uh, that will testify uh, that he'll show up uh, right on time. Uh, he may not come when you want him, uh, but he's always uh, right on time. Uh, he'll be there uh, when he's supposed to be there. Uh, he'll be there uh, in the moment uh, that you think it's over. Uh, in the moment you think uh, it's too late, uh, God uh, will show up and I, I want I want to shout because he showed up and I want to be excited because he showed up but the problem is is that Thomas wasn't there Thomas wasn't there. And so when the disciples come to Thomas, they are full of elation and excitement. And they can't wait to share with him. Thomas, guess what? He's alive. Thomas, there's an empty grave that says he's alive. Thomas, we went and looked for ourselves, and there's just grave clothes and a folded napkin. And guess what, Thomas? While we were in the room, he showed up. He came to where we are, and he spoke to us, Tom. Thomas! Despite their excitement, there's a look of forlornness on the face of Thomas. He says, I appreciate what you experienced. But unless, 
I see it for myself. Except I touch the nail prints in his hands. And unless I can feel his side, then I will not believe. This morning when I woke up, I was excited about the crossover. I was excited about New Year's Eve service. And I thought about all of the excitement and people shouting and the faith that was in the house on New Year's Eve service. But just as quickly as I began to think about the celebration, God said, I've got some Thomases that while everybody else is shouting, they're still dealing with some things. Oh, is there anybody in the building that knows what I'm talking about? I'm glad you're excited. I'm glad for what God is doing in your life. But the fact of the matter is, I've got some things that I'm still looking at. And I appreciate your run and your shout and your dance. But I've got some things that I, I'm not satisfied with your testimony. I'm not satisfied with God just doing it for you unless I see it. I'm preaching to some people this morning that are sitting in this house and you're clapping your hands and you're excited but inside you're saying I didn't get the same thing they got. I'm trying to, who am I talking to this morning? I'm trying to just go along with everybody's excitement and, and everything that God is doing. But the fact of the matter is, I've got some struggles that when I woke up on January 1st, they were still on my heart. I thought I would leave them in 2020. But when I woke up in the morning, I still felt the weight of my situation. And I appreciate everything that God has done for you but except I feel his nail printed hands and the moment that the words left Thomas's mouth there was a God in heaven that heard him preaching to somebody this morning that God knows exactly where you are. God knows exactly what you're going through. This one, I can't get no help in the building this morning. Uh, I know you're trying to just fit in, and I know uh, you, you don't want to bring attention uh, to your struggle, uh, but I came to tell you uh, that God knows uh, exactly uh, where you're at this morning. Uh, God, you did it for them, uh, but what about me? Call, uh, oh, I'm preaching right now to somebody. Uh, God, you made a way for them, uh, but I'm still stuck. Uh, God, you spoke for them, uh, and you opened the door, uh, but God, the door's still locked uh, for me. Uh, God, I saw uh, what you did in their life, uh, but you haven't done it. Uh, Lord. Preaching to some people this morning. God hurt you. 
And eight days later, he shows up again. And I can preach for a long time this morning. Why didn't he just go visit Thomas by himself? He waited until Thomas was back with the disciples. God wanted Thomas to know, I haven't left you out of anything. <laughs> Music come. And while Thomas and the rest of the disciples are there, and they're excited and they're rejoicing and they're in expectation of what's coming next. Thomas is just kind of sitting there on his pew, clapping his hands a little bit, trying not to look too obvious. But there's something inside of him that he's trying to deal with. And all of a sudden, God shows up again. This time, he's not talking to anybody else. He doesn't say one word to the other disciples. But he said, Thomas, today I came for you. Thomas, today I came for you and that's who I'm preaching to this morning uh, there's some people that came through New Year uh, and said alright uh, I'm glad for what everybody's feeling uh, but I'm just not sure uh, that I'm in the same place uh, as everybody else God uh, sent me here this morning uh, to tell you uh, he showed up this morning uh, just uh, for you came for you, Thomas. He knows what you're dealing with. He knows the discouragement you've been facing. He knows the questions you've been asking. He knows the doubts that have been plaguing your mind and your heart. He showed up and said, Thomas, come here. I want you to come close to me, Thomas. He came all the way from heaven to show up where Thomas was. But when he got there, he called for Thomas to respond to him. Thomas, come here. And Thomas, stretch forth your hand. That's what God's telling somebody this morning. I want you to stretch forth your hand today. And Thomas, I want you to put your hand in my hand. You see, Thomas, I'm going to give you an experience today that I didn't even give the other disciples. I'm going to give you an opportunity for intimacy with me that everybody else hasn't even expected. Come on, Thomas. Here I am, and I showed up just for you. Put forth your hand. And Thomas, I want you to put your hand on my side. 
And I'm going to let you feel me in a way today that you have never felt me before. As we stand all across this building, I'm preaching to some people this morning uh, that God's calling for you. And he showed up just for you today. And he's telling you, come on, stretch forth your hand. Come on, I'm going to let you feel me today in a way that you've never felt me before. Come on, God knows exactly where you are. God knows the questions you've been asking. God knows the fears, and he knows the doubts, and he knows the insecurities, and he knows the struggles, and he knows all of the things that you've been wondering. But today, he showed up just for you. Come on, the Holy Ghost is here right now. And what happened as soon as Thomas felt that touch, as soon as Thomas put his hand in the hand of the master, his language changed. And he said, my Lord and my God, he's not just your miracle worker. He's my miracle worker. He's not just your healer. He's my healer. He's not just your savior, but he's my savior. Savior. Come on now, all over this house, uh, lift your hands. Uh, the presence of the Lord is here uh, right now. Uh, somebody stretch forth your hands. Uh, somebody stretch forth your hands. Come on, uh, stretch forth your hands. Uh, come on, in the name of Jesus. Uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, come on, Thomas. Uh, this service is just for you. Uh, come on, Thomas. This word is just for you today. God stopped everything to speak to you this morning. God stopped everything to reach you this morning. Come on. Come on, here I am. Here I am. Church, would you help me pray? Come on, church, the altars are full right now. Thomas, you're not out of your mind, Thomas. You just need God for yourself today. Come on, Thomas. Come on, Thomas. You just need the hand of God for you today. You just need the hand of God for you to come on. Reach, reach, Thomas. He's here. He showed up today. He showed up today. 